This is the Wide Awake Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirsten Kazarian. As a child psychologist, I believe the most important part of the work I do is supporting parents by helping them deeply attune to their child and find their own balance of connection, nourishment, and inspiration. To do this, I lean on the practice of mindfulness. Join me in a conversation about raising our kids, raising our consciousness, and trying to stay awake. Welcome to episode 11. Today we're speaking with the Creating Calm coach, Christine O'Brien. In this show, she shares her work of supporting parents by helping them to declutter and then organize their living space. Christine is going to talk about the benefits of her mindful decluttering for our child's development and our sanity. She shares how this method helped her own mindfulness practice. And of course, she explains how she creates calm. And if this sounds like something that could spark a project in your home, Christine is giving wide awake listeners access to her checklist for creating calm in each room of your house. So welcome, Christine, to the Wide Awake Parenting Podcast. I'm speaking right now with Christine O'Brien, who is the Creating Calm coach. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the work you do currently and how you started this work? Thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Um, So I help families have harmony at home by strengthening relationships and clearing clutter. And um, I mean, really, I got started um, as a child and having a difficult upbringing. And so that led me to working with children and as a college student studying child development and just my whole life, I've worked a lot with parents and educating and that so it's like really kind of deeply rooted um but I became a mother in 2012 and then 2014 Marie Kondo wrote a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and (laughs) it definitely changed my life so she developed this method of um tidying or organizing your home um where you choose everything that sparks joy and you go by category and you go through every single thing that you own in your home and decide if it like sparks joy or not. And so, um, everything that you decide to let go of, you say thank you and goodbye to like, there's this big gratitude piece in it as well. Yeah. So when I was reading a little bit about this method, um, you know, I'm connecting for our listeners, how this is, kind of a very mindful activity, this way of clearing and decluttering by thinking really deeply about your relationship with all these items that are surrounding you all the time. Yes, it definitely really brought mindfulness into my life. And so that's why I'm really happy to be talking to you today because of your work with mindfulness and also just knowing how mindfulness is a big part of the magic of tidying up in this method where you just get really in tune with yourself and your intuition. And it's the decision-making is really based in that. And so it's just a different approach um, to making the decisions. 
Yeah, I found it fascinating because I think that we all connect to mindfulness in different ways and we may not realize it, but that, you know, someone's yoga practice, they may, you know, connect to their mindfulness and kind of start their journey with mindfulness through that, you know, in a very physical way. Um, Others might use meditation. And so it's like, you never know what your entrance point will be. Um, So I just, I love being able to incorporate as many types of mindfulness because we can use it all day (laughs) in all our activities. And so for those who are, you know, spend a lot of time in their home, Um, this is such a fascinating way to maybe spark the love of mindfulness, you know, for them. So I'm, I'm wondering, what do you see as like decluttering and organizing? What is so helpful about this for new parents or for parents in general? Um, well, it is a slowing down and kind of thinking about what you're surrounding yourself with and um, learning to let go and thinking about the environment that you want to raise your child in and what's your relationship to stuff, what's your relationship with your family, with yourself, and then you're, you're thinking of your child's relationship with their stuff and what you want them, what, how you want to raise them to feel about stuff. So what do you see as... Like, what are you seeing on your clients that a lot of people kind of take away from after they do a session with you or after they work with you and they use your method throughout their home? What's the takeaway that you see? It's so big. It's hard maybe for me to put words around it because it is like, I think the title of the book is so good. The life changing magic. It's like completely true and it's what I witness in my own life and what I witness in my clients where it's like I honestly feel like a completely different person since I've done this method in my home and really brought mindfulness into my life and gratitude and joy and also understanding that joy is not going to happen unless you're experiencing all your emotions and so yeah, just completely transformational. Yeah, it just sounds like so grounding. You know, it sounds like almost foundational where you're starting with your home and your home environment and just, you know, like making sure that the environment feels the way you want it to feel. And it sounds like you get to be really conscious about your values um, and all the pieces inside your home that then you kind of internalize and take outside your home. Um and I, when I was listening to an interview with Marie Kondo, is that how I say her name, Marie Kondo? Yeah. She was saying that like a lot of times this is a, the beginning of a bigger mental shift for her clients. It sounds like that's what you're describing too. Yes, definitely, for sure. And one thing I feel like I need to point out too is that a lot of what you, the images that you see if you follow Marie Kondo or even if you've read the book, I think there's this um, conception that is everything is perfect. Like everything is perfectly organized and clear and white and absolutely perfect. And I felt like I could not relate to that. And I still don't, even though I've, I'm trained as a KonMari consultant, I'm a simplicity parenting coach. Like I've worked at this a lot and 
I really want to um, say that we're, my approach is really about connection and not perfection. And so just being like she grew up and she was very um, meticulous from an early age. And that's not me. That's not the way I came to it. I was more, like I said, more like struggling with the clutter and trying to figure out ways. And so now if you look at my house, it is not every drawer perfectly folded and perfect the way it looks, but I feel a lot more confident. And I'm here sharing my voice when before I did this method, I would have been too stuck in fear. And so I think that also is another point of how I help um, my clients just letting go of overwhelm, letting go of fear. And so you're letting go of physical things, but you're also letting go of a lot of the um, things that hold you back, like negative emotions that hold us back. Um, can you share with us a little bit about, I mean, because as you're describing this, I think how good it just generally feels when we clean stuff out, <laughs> when we get to dump a bunch of stuff, you just kind of feel that release. Um, but this just sounds like you're taking it into like a whole nother level. Like you're creating such a deeper process with it. Um, so I can see how beneficial it feels as the homeowner or the the adult of the home but what do you see are the benefits for the children of your clients um yes it is so feels so good to clear out the clutter right just like doing one drawer or doing something and just like the freshness that comes in and the good feelings I don't know it's so powerful but yeah and you can just like think of it on the surface level and like clear out stuff and that is great and then I just am I just take things to the deepest level probably (laughs) more um but for kids again just having simplicity and having less decisions to make and just being more grounded and having clear spaces is good for their development like they will be more calm and your interactions are going to be better with them and even I think a lot of people are concerned about how do I get rid of my kids' toys or clutter and that kind of thing. And honestly, every time I've done this without a child present and they come home, they're like, oh, you found this great thing. And, oh, I can find things and put them away. And they even feel great, too. I would say you need to be really um, mindful and aware of what their favorite things are and really connected to what the things are that they care about but it's just good for them in the same way similar way that it is for adults to have more calm open spaces but I think even more so for children because they're more sensitive and our world is more and more full with distractions and media and um just pressure to expose kids to a lot of things when really they need to be like I don't know, just more grounded and having less choices and more time in nature and just really building relationships with friends and family. Yeah. So we're going to, um, because I, I like that you also use the simplicity parenting method. And so we're going to link that book to the show notes as well. Um, but it does, it's, it sounds like in, when you write in your blog on your website that, um, you know, it's a chance for them, the parent and child to be attuned to each other because you're kind of making decisions 
and thinking like, what does my child care about deeply? What can we kind of experiment with getting rid of? Like what, what, what's important to them in their space? Um, and then also just like creating a calmer space, which the simplicity parenting, um, method talks about, you know, with less distractions. So they're not overstimulated and they get to focus on their relationship with themselves, (laughs) their own creativity. Um, and, like you said, friends and family. Um, so Christine, I really want you, if you're willing to, to share a few tips with our listeners about, um, something they could experiment with right now. But before we do that, I just want to check in with you and see, is there anything else you wanted to share with us about how this work connects you to your mindfulness practice. Um, you talked about it a little bit already. I just wanted to see if there was anything else you wanted to share with that. Um, yeah, so I definitely got really just more mindful and I think probably the best thing that I noticed is just my, um, inner critic. Like I started to notice like when I was telling myself I'm lazy or whatever the thing was that, I don't know, like if I think one time my husband came home and said, you're doing amazing, like something just like really nice compliment. And immediately, instead of like taking that compliment in, I was like, but the dishes aren't done and this and like, I just made this list and was like, wait, stop. Like, just like that moment of mindfulness where I noticed when I was just putting myself down and keeping myself in like a depressed state because I was not open to receiving that positive message and not focusing on like how great I was doing with our daughter and the things that I really value. And so that mindfulness of catching myself saying something mean to myself and then reframing it and shifting, um, I think is one of the really main things that has helped change my life. Thank you so much for sharing that because sometimes our mindfulness practice, you know, it's, it's stuff that happens within our mind <laughs> and then it, it reflects out, but it can be hard to necessarily always like show, you know, others. And so thank you for sharing that with us. Cause I think that's something that we all are working on is that inner voice. Would you share a few tips for us that we can go and try and experiment with right now? <laughs> Yeah, so a fun one would be to just, um, one of the things where you usually can make that decision, does this spark joy or not, the easiest is with a t-shirt, because you're like wearing it close to your heart, and if you try, you go home and you choose a t-shirt and pick it up and feel it and ask the question, does this spark joy, and that's the beginning of going through everything you own and just keeping joy and thanking and letting go of the rest. Um, So just trying that out, I think, is a good way to start. Also, I have created a checklist that will guide you through the process by category and give you some instructions, and so I can share that. And I have a uh, five-day metamorphosis challenge (laughs) that will also, like, really, if you really decide you're committed to making these changes in your home and your family, then I recommend doing the challenge because you'll find out how to start, how to stay motivated, how to involve your kids or not, and getting your partner involved. Um, 
and celebrating along the way. So it's a really fun challenge. So the challenge, the challenge is cool because you get to have, you're kind of coaching us if we participate in the challenge. Is that right? And then there's like a community who's also doing this challenge with us. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And then can you tell us a little bit, cause I think we're going to try to link your awesome resource of that. Um, the checklist, the guide, we're going to try to link that in our show notes for our listeners. So could you tell us a little bit about just an overview of what that guide looks like? So the guide is some instructions, like the book kind of pared down into one page list of 10 things to do, how to do it. And then it's the categories. And so the cat, there's five categories that you'll go through that cover your entire home. Um, and I've made them into subcategories. So especially if you're a busy mom and you can't do everything all at once, you can keep track of your progress this way. And it has also a kid section and a baby section for parents. Um, that's going to be really helpful as well. And so you just go through using the checklist. I think it's self-explanatory once you download it, but it is the directions, the checklist, and awesome. that's it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That's very, very cool. Marie Kondo wrote the book before she was married, before she had kids, and you really feel that when you read the book that this is like, I'm not sure how it's possible for a family to do it in this exact way that she describes. And so that's where I've come in with my um, child development background and being a mom and realistic and not a perfectionist and making it happen for myself, but then also helping adapt the way to do it to individually suit your family's needs. That's awesome because I imagine that by you attending to their individual needs, you're also helping them build their mindfulness, you know, so it's not them trying to do, do something your way, but they're finding out their way. Um, that's really, really cool. Exactly. (laughs) Christine, if someone's interested in working with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and contact you? Um, through emails, uh, Christine at creating com. I am really excited because I have a a new program coming up And it's going to be a small group of women, usually. Moms are usually who I work with. And we're going to just do the complete life transformation in four months. And it's going to include tidying sessions, one-on-one coaching, combining KonMari with Simplicity Parenting to look at, like, transforming your relationships with your staff, your relationships with your kids, and your relationship with yourself as well as your partner. And so I'm just really excited to bring all these things together. And when is that starting? It starts February 14th, um, which is so fun because it's Valentine's Day and all about love. But and it's also when I first met Marie Kondo three years ago on Valentine's Day in San Francisco. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm so excited. It's just like all just falling right into place. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so Christine, I can't thank you enough for sharing your tips with us and your time is before we end our show. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our wide awake community? 
I thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun to talk to you and just share something that I'm so passionate about. And I really am committed to helping people transform their lives. Thank you, Christine, for joining the Wide Awake community for a great conversation about your work with Simplicity Parenting and the art of decluttering. For those of you who would like to learn more or want to connect with Christine, you can find her contact information in this episode's show notes, which you can find by going to wideawakeparenting.com, clicking on show notes, and selecting episode 11. Next week, we'll be discussing what is known in child development as goodness of fit, the fit between you and your child, specifically your temperaments. And it's almost February, so be on the lookout for a Books We Love bonus episode with two new book recommendations. That is our show. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Dr. Kirsten Kazarian, and until we meet again, be gentle with yourself, courageous on your path, and let's help each other try to stay awake.